0: Hey guys, before we get to the show today, I want to remind you if you are enjoying Ghost Facing It, even if you're not enjoying Ghost Facing It, please like and review us uh, and share us on social media. Like I said, even if you're just like, hey, I don't really like this show, tell people about it. Tell people about Ghost Facing It. Like I said, share us, like us, review us. It does help and it does, it helps get Ghostface and it bigger out there. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Coco underscore blinks, which is a long story. Um, I talk a lot about movies there as well. Uh, like an annoying amount of movie talk on my Twitter. But yes, uh, like, share, review, Ghostface facing it. It would mean the world. Thanks, guys. And now on to the show. Hey guys, welcome to Ghostface Knit, the podcast where I talk favorite films with some of my favorite people. Uh, this week, we're going a little bit off. Um, I'm going to give you my review of The Invisible Man, um, but hopefully, you guys will be seeing more reviews uh, from Ghostface on Ghostface Knit's feed uh, as well as uh, our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, so, yeah, without further ado, uh, here is my review for The Invisible Man. Let's talk about films and shit. The Invisible Band, directed by Lee Winnell, starring Elizabeth Moss, Aldous Hodge, uh, Harriet Dyer, Storm Reed, Oliver Jackson Cohen, and Michael Dorman. Uh, the invisible man, uh, follows a woman who has escaped an abusive relationship, uh, and a few weeks later she learns that her former boyfriend has killed himself, uh, but she begins to experience some weird goings on and it turns out that he may have somehow uh, found a way to make himself invisible, um, and kind of he makes her seem really crazy like to everybody, um. I really liked the invisible man. Um, wh- what I think it's, I think it's good, not great. Uh, the things I really liked about it was the atmosphere that Lee Winnell, um, manages to capture right off the bat. Uh, especially the, the opening 10 minutes and there's a couple sequences, uh, peppered throughout that are just fantastic. And it literally is that mixed with the score, uh, who I did not look, uh, of who did the score for this, so I will look up and add a note later, um, but the atmosphere of this film is incredible, um, that makes with Elizabeth Moss, who is absolutely fantastic, and she, she's, the atmosphere in her are the reason this movie works so well, um, there's a lot of things that kind of don't work for me. And I saw it twice. So I saw it once in Dolby and once in IMAX. Um, I highly recommend seeing it in IMAX. Uh, I was actually ironically able to hear stuff better in IMAX than I was with the Dolby theater. Um, and seeing it twice, really, you got to sound as your friend in this. So keep your ear out for this because you're going to hear things that I definitely missed the first time that I saw the second, or that I heard this, saw the second time, (laughs) haha, heard the second time. Um, yeah, I, I really like this movie. I think it's... it's uh, i I've, I've not overly familiar with The Invisible Man. I haven't seen the original film. The only time I've actually seen him in a film is in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I know not a lot of people love, but I do like that movie. Um, and he's a lot more just kind of quippy, and he's like a fun character, and The Invisible Man in this is very haunting. Um, and this film also... I like the modern take it took on it. Um, take it took on it. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I do like that they they really looked at this through the lens of a domestic abuse survivor, which does make this film more serious than I think it probably could have been in the wrong hands. Um, and that's where Elizabeth Moss's performance comes really in hand because it's this woman who's who's been in this relationship where there was gaslighting verbal mental and physical abuse and I think it suggested at one point that there might have been some sexual abuse. Um and it is, it's a serious movie, but it the way that they played it, it's not your typical horror affair. Um I actually don't it's more it lends itself more to suspense thriller than horror, in my opinion. I know a lot of people have been saying oh it's a horror film, but it's more suspense thriller to me, uh more psychological than anything. Um and I should mention, I'm not going to mention any spoilers right now. I am going to do a 30-second summary, or attempt to, at the end of this. Um, but when when the reveal comes as to how the invisibility is happening, that's also a modern take on it, and I really, it made sense. Um, the biggest problems I had with this film, a lot of it was story-wise. Um, I wish they had focused a little bit more on the relationship with uh so it was last place, Cecilia uh Adrian was the boyfriend that she left um and Adrian has a brother Tom, which they'd focus a little more on Tom. I th- wish Tom had been a bigger character in this, and you'll see if, when you go to go see it um I wish they'd focus more on cecilia's relationship to Tom and Adrian's relationship to Tom, which a lot of like important things are just said in bits of dialogue, but we don't really get to see the interaction so I wish they had they had explored that more. I also kind of wish, um, because right away we're obviously most most of this we're with Cecilia, so we you believe Cecilia right away, and I wish they maybe had played with um, her potentially just being like her like us doubting. I wish the I wish they had played a little bit with the audience doubting her a little bit, and then we see like a reveal, and they're like, oh, like. I hope that makes sense. Like, I just, like, the, um, actually, the, what I'm thinking of is, uh, I'm going to go back to Sherlock uh, season two of The Reichenbach Fall, which is the big, if you've watched Sherlock, it's the big Moriarty episode. Um, but if you haven't watched it, Stephen Moffat, who is either on his A-game or just kind of so-so, is really on his A-game in The Reichenbach Fall. And you really, there's a moment in it where Moriarty is shaping everything to make Sherlock look like this big fraud And I can't speak for other people, but I always felt like even when you watch the episode, Stephen Moffat does a really good job because Watson kind of starts to doubt Sherlock a little bit, and so do you. And they play with that. They play with making the audience doubt him. And I wish maybe we had explored that a little bit more. Like maybe we had, because immediately you're with Cecilia, and obviously we've had the trailers before this, so you know that there is something. But I wish they had kind of played with maybe Cecilia, maybe... These the years of abuse, and the years of gaslighting have really just done a number on Cecilia. And then it's revealed, like like that we, there's a reveal that's like no, she was correct the whole time. I wish they had played a little more with that. Um, That being said, I really love this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, So if I have to recommend see it, skip it, or stream it, I'm gonna say see it. See it in a packed theater because there are some moments that are just. As, even though I said it's not a horror movie, you know, like when you go see a horror movie and it's in a packed theater and everybody's reacting, that's kind of what you want with this. But this is more like a quiet place where I think the audience is going to be and needs to be quiet for most of the times because sound is the biggest part of this film. And But there are great moments where you want an audience reaction. So I do say see, I see it in theaters if you can, uh, IMAX if you can. I really recommend it. Um, Dolby was great too, but IMAX was really had the better sound, um, at least at my theater. Um, so yeah, that is the Invisible Man, directed by Lee Winnell. Um, if you do not want to hear the plot of the film, I'm going to say stop right now. I'm going to go ahead and do a 30 second summary, or attempt to. Uh, we'll see how how that goes, because there there's a lot that happens in this film. So, all right, let me get my timer set up. All right, so here is the thirty second summary for the invisible man from twenty twenty in three two one go a woman escapes an abusive relationship with this tech with her tech billionaire boyfriend who's a lead in this field in optics um he commits suicide two weeks later supposedly and then she begins to encounter um someone is messing with her and she later learns and it messes with her whole life and she later learns that he's developed a suit that has all these cameras which makes him invisible and she ends up stashing away one of the suits and it she ends up at some point getting revenge after it's revealed and her life's upturned time oh that was not very good go see the movie by 30 seconds it was very horrible uh again he was a man directed by Lee Winnell, starring Elizabeth Moss um see it in theaters if you can. And guys, next week uh, we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming with Ghostface in it, but I will also have a review for Onward hopefully next week, Uh, Pixar's new film that's going to make me cry like a baby. So until next time, this has been Ghostface in it, the podcast where I talk favorite films to some of my favorite people. And we'll see you next time.